Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Hallelujah. Normally on Wednesday night, this is people that work and people that used to, that's retired now that makes a comment. I used to or now I wonder how I used to, or, or how I ever had the time to work because I'm so busy now. I don't see how I ever had time to work. But um, I know you come to church, and all of your schedule is busy, and a lot of us is just, can I just say, tired when you come in. And um, but we still come to church, and we still come to church and come in, and God doesn't just say, okay, you're tired, so I'm just gonna just leave you alone so to speak god doesn't do us god does not do us that way um i was sort of laughing at myself here a couple months ago i was with my son at brother arnold's in gainesville and they have um some videos they have some screens and then they have some cameras and um i guess they sort of do it like we brother board gets us where we come around the front and me and ty had went up and there was a large group of people up there crowded and and i guess i don't know from way i could tell sort of the camera was back up here like shining down and i'm standing there i could see ty but i couldn't really see me and then you know i kept thinking i wonder who that gray-haired joker is standing inside of my son the camera's up here like this, you know, shining down on me. And I'm I'm serious. <laughs> so I'm standing there and I said, you know, praise the Lord. I said, well, that guy's worshiping too, you know. <laughs> so I said, okay, let's try that again, you know. <laughs> that guy's doing it too. I said, that guy's wearing the same jacket I am. So, at times when I'm so tired, I don't even recognize myself. God is still gracious to me. I can come in his house. And what, as Brother Boyd has told us so many times. Now, that really happened. I'm just, you're laughing, but that really happened. And not too long ago. But um, we come in, and as Brother Boyd has told us so many times, God knows everything you went through to get through. Every ailment, every pain, every bit of trouble, everything you had to fix to make it work to get here, every child you had to prepare, everything you had to do. I'm telling you, God has got a way to balance this thing out. We think we come in, we go to church, and go home, and that's it. That's not correct. I'm telling you, God has got a way to figure all of this out and to add it up and to add it for our benefit. I believe that with everything that's in me. 
So at times when I don't recognize myself, I'm telling you, I'm still going to church. Even if I'm tired, I'm still going to church. Because something is going to be said, something is going to be done. Hallelujah. God is going to minister. And when my body is so exhausted, God is still going to work. He's still going to count it to me. He's still going to help me because I believe Friday afternoon, God can benefit me because of right now. Of what's going on right now, God can count it to me for then. And I believe it. So I'm going to ask you to stand. Hallelujah. I was joking with Brother Gibson. I told him we've put him on retainer. So he's going to, <laughs> he's going to come and minister to us. Hallelujah. In our absence of our pastor, we enjoyed him last week. I want him to come, take his time in the Holy Ghost, preach to us. Because as I said last week, we want to hear what the Lord has given him. And I know it will bless us. Hallelujah. So come, let's make him welcome. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. I'm overwhelmed by what I feel here in this service tonight. I appreciate the goodness of God and the grace of God and all that he's done for us. I uh, was moved by the testimony of Sister Rayleigh that all these years she's found out that there's a reason that we must endure to the end. Hallelujah. The Bible teaches us that the, we endure to the end, the same shall be saved. But I think it's a whole lot more than just us being saved. It's saving one another. Hallelujah. I won't hold you long tonight. I have some thoughts here that I'd like to share with you this evening. And uh, uh, just some comments, footnotes. Uh, I've titled it when I when I put it all together here. I, I titled it "Footnotes from Heaven." I think the Holy Ghost is just full of footnotes. Footnotes are things that are record, that are comments, or uh, they're reflections that are placed, or the references placed at the bottom of the page. Something we can go back to and reflect on. Something that we can look to and without reading the whole subject again can be reminded of what is what, what the story or what the, what the plot or whatever, whatever it was that you was writing about, whatever's being given to you, these footnotes can just come up there and just bring that thought and that remembrance back to your mind. So tonight I just want to speak to you on just a little bit, just a Bible study, just to speak to you on just a, a little on footnotes from heaven. Why we must endure to the end. I didn't realize the thought of why we need to uh, endure to the end until I got here to the night in this service and began to feel the Spirit of the Lord began to move. Seeing the confidence that Sister uh, uh, Bird has in the prayers of this church. Uh, amen. Not unto people that are unfaithful, but people that have learned to be 
faithful, people that she can have confidence in, people that she can rely on, people that she trusts in, a church of the living God that is much like the Savior that we serve. Hallelujah. You'll take your Bibles and we'll read and we'll let you sit down and, and we'll get on with our subject here tonight. A footnote from a footnotes from heaven. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 19 will begin like this. Confidence in an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Hallelujah. I want you to think about that just for a moment. Confidence in an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, I thank you, God, for tonight and what I feel in this service, God. God, we just ask you, Lord, God, as you minister, Lord, to us, each and every one of us, God, with these little thoughts that will run through our minds and through our hearts this evening, Lord, remind us, Almighty God, why we must endure to the end, not only to save us, Almighty God, but, God, to make intercession for others, O Lord, God, to make a difference for someone else, Lord, pulling them out of the fire, Lord Jesus, helping our brothers, helping our sisters, God, helping us almighty God that we might all endure to the end Lord that we all can be saved in Jesus name we pray hallelujah hallelujah so, so we, you may be seated I'm sorry hallelujah so just some comments tonight on the subject of uh, of just thoughts that come to us when we when we get in the time of trouble. Every one of us here tonight have have somehow a time or another have needed something from the kingdom of God. Have needed some kind of help. Either we needed healing for our bodies, whether we've needed encouragement, when we needed an insurance. Uh, of our confidence that we have in God when we have stumbled along the way. The adversary wants to hit you straight in the mouth and hard enough to break your tooth and knock you backwards and trip you up far enough, amen, that your foot can be completely out of joint. And that's what, uh, amen, how, how that we come to this subject tonight. Uh, this way that he achieves by, this is what he does. He, he hurts you. He, work, he hurts you in the way that you have not the ability, brother, to do what it is that you need to do. Amen. You are used to helping carry the load. You are used to uh, helping someone else, speaking on the behalf of someone else that needs confidence, uh, that needs an insurance, uh, someone whose faith has been low and brought low. Amen. And, and, they, and you've always been the person... Uh, Amen, that God could trust. Amen, to go and lift up this person and encourage them in the faith. Amen, to encourage them to come back to church. Encourage them in their times when they're just delayed and their life is in disarray. It happens to each and every one of us. And the adversary would like nothing more. Amen, to knock you out of the contact. Amen, because you have been the faith. 
Praise God. He wants to damage you enough to bring down your love of the truth. Love of the truth. The adversary knows that God is looking for folks like you. He's looking for disciples who can find confidence, who can find confidence and trust to do the work or the word of God. Hallelujah. In the kingdom of God, he is looking for each and every one of us, depending on us to carry this thing through. For we must endure to the end, church. Amen. Not only, I'm not talking about just to the end of our life, Amen. But that this church will go on after you and I are gone. Our young people, amen, will find the encouragement, find, amen, find the confidence, find the faith, amen, because, because that God is depending on them to get this church through until the sound of the trumpet, amen, and until, amen, that there's nothing left. Amen, until the time of the end, until God is ready to bring out this church. Amen, into amen, the kingdom of God. He is depending on this church. Amen, and not only this, but them that know the truth. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People who love the truth who not only know the truth, but people that do the truth. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. But it's one thing to know the truth. Hallelujah. But it's another thing to do the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Right? But we need some every once in a while when our minds are in disarray. When we, every once in a while, when we, our lives has come so confused, uh, amen, and we become mixed up, uh, amen. I, I know I've been there. Amen, all the, everything seemed to be going just right. Uh, and then all of a sudden something happened in your life that all makes, almost makes you forget uh, who it is that you've been living for, who you've been living, uh, what church you've been going to, how you've been identified all your life. Uh, amen, because there is an adversary, amen, that wants to mess up your life. Uh, amen, so that you will deny the truth. Yeah. Hallelujah. But what he really, he knows that you know the truth. He just wants to stop you from doing the truth. Hallelujah. Proverbs. See, I, I put down these. One thing we've learned here of late that the the proverbs are not the book. A words, the word of the promise. They're not God's promises, but they are principles. Principles that we can learn to live by. But they're still just as powerful. Who you are because they are the word of God. It is the truth or it wouldn't be in this book. Proverbs 28 and 20. Just a little footnote here. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. If there's nothing that would encourage me more than to be faithful, that to remember that 
going to abound in the blessings of God. I can't afford to let the enemy trip me up. Hallelujah. Let's talk for the effect for just a minute here. What we talk uh, about this uh, broken tooth and a foot out of joint. You ever thought about the, the effects of what happens to you when this happens? When you become unfaithful for whatever reason is, I know that there's all there's been times in our lives when we're not as faithful as we ought to be. If it's unfaithful in prayer, if it's unfaithful in coming to church, something that has has caused an effect in your life. But listen here, said you know what? Everybody's probably maybe sometimes at night in their life had a broken tooth. I've had a broken tooth. Doesn't feel very well. Amen. It's so painful. It requires a whole lot of attention in us. You can't even breathe the very air. Most of the time, if you suck in that cold air, it hurts. If you drink anything, it hurts. If it's cold, it's too cold, and it hurts, and it's painful, and it has an effect on how you feel in your whole body. Hallelujah, it does. If you, if you eat anything, you can't eat it on that side of the mouth. Uh, amen, and generally always, that's the side of the mouth you like to chew on. Right? That's right. But it becomes very discomforting. It's not, it, it, it's not a thing that you desire to happen to anybody to have a, a broken tooth uh, Amen. But so you become dis- you become ineffective in the walk with God. And when we look at this from the spiritual approach to God, amen, pain has always that an ingredient that says, uh, why can't I do this or why can't I do that? Bringing down your confidence, bringing down your self-esteem, bringing down your faith if you're not careful. That's why we must believe in these little footnotes that says a faithful man shall abound in blessings. I will endure to the end. I will be faithful unto God. I will not quit. I will not give up. No matter what the pain, no matter what the pride, I'm still going to serve God. I'm still going to live for God. Hallelujah. 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 A foot out of joint. Wow. It makes you helpless to carry any kind of load just about. You can't even hardly carry your own load. Much less help someone else carry their load. People that have been depending on you to do the job. Carry your share. Now all of a sudden someone else is carrying your share. Carrying your load. It's like, you know, I know I used to run, uh, you know, big crews and dirt crews, uh, running heavy equipment, building roads and streets and all those kinds of things. And there was nothing more discouraging than you get to work and find out one of your best men, your most faithful men for some reason or another decide not to show up for work. That means that someone else has got to carry your load. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The church, God is depending on each one of us to stay faithful. 
No matter what our task, no matter what our job, whether it may, it may seem insignificant to you, no one will ever miss me as someone else can do that little bitty job that I'm used to doing. Amen. But a lot of times those little things are the things that are overlooked. Amen. That made everything run so smooth. Because someone just depended on you, amen, to get that bottle of water and go set it up there, amen, for the preacher to have a drink. Somebody, you know, just was the, it was their jobs to turn on the light, make sure the air conditioner was on. Amen, all these things, amen, are important that somebody do them in the church and God has got confidence. Amen, I would always have confidence on someone that is faithful, amen, to do their job. For if they are faithful and little, you can be assured they'll be a faithful in a great thing, in big things in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, we find that them that are, can't carry the load, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not speaking tonight in reference to you not doing the job. These are footnotes. Remember I said that from the beginning. I feel like these are footnotes to remind us that we do not want to become unfaithful. Hallelujah. This is not a message of condemnation. This is not a message of reaching out and condemning anyone, but making a means that there is an assurance in you that God is counting on you. Amen. Hallelujah. So we always can be helpful to a friend. The greeters that are in the church that meet the folks. I enjoy coming in and meeting those folks every Sunday morning. I really do. And if they're not there, I want to know where they're at. Because I miss the smile on their face. I, 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 I miss the kindness that, uh, that welcomes me, that makes me feel like I'm really, you know, there's usually two or three Groups of people out there, two or three couples that are, you know, out there in the front greeting folks that are coming into the church, church here. And I it, it restores my confidence that I have come to the right place to worship God today. Someone said, we love you, we appreciate you, we're glad you're here tonight. And, and we're so glad that you come to worship God with us. Amen, you are welcome here at any time. Come and enjoy the presence of the Lord with us uh, and if they weren't there and if I just came in and sat down on a cold old uh, a pew back there somewhere amen just hoping uh, amen somebody might really notice uh, that I've come to the house of God I have a surety that I have a friend back there amen that's glad to see me coming to the house of the Lord I'm sure the visitor amen looks forward amen to that greeting to the house of God hallelujah See, this ain't big time preaching, is it? I ain't a big time preacher. But I have confidence in all the little things that seemingly seem to be little things in the church. 
I'm glad. I'm glad that we don't have to make a great big pull in the church to get people to come up and pray for somebody that's in need. I've noticed around here that just like tonight, when there's a need, the next thing you know, there's just folks just peeling out everywhere, coming out of the pews. Nothing feels better than a touch from a good brother or a good sister that says, I love you and I love your family and I'm here for you. I'm here to make a difference for you. It makes me know that one day when I'm the person, brother, that's in that, they're going to do the same for me. Hallelujah. I don't have to feel afraid to walk up and be prayed for. Hallelujah. Isn't that something? To realize that we can just walk up there and nobody will care what my name is, where I came from, what I'm doing here. They just see I have a need. Hallelujah. It's not a man with a special gift or a special calling in his life. Just somebody that's been faithful. Hallelujah. Is this all right tonight? I know it's a little different, but it's what I felt like God laid on my heart today. So when there's times of trouble, it is required that all of us carry the load. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The faithful man. The faithful man who abounds in blessings has much to give to the church. It's not the special people with the special gifts. It's just people with special blessings from God. Faithfulness is what makes the difference. His blessings come from God. I wrote down some of these little notes as I felt like the Lord made them in my heart. His blessings come to God and they're to bless the church with. Every time an usher walks down the aisle and then picks up the offering plate and then walks back down through there, it's just a blessing to God, amen, that we can give and we can give liberally and give to the church that the Lord can turn around and re-bless and keep giving, amen, until, amen, we're just, uh, we're just what God is looking for being faithful in all that we do, faithful in our giving, faithful in our tithing, faithful in all things. Because I say again that if we can be faithful in what the little things is, then God can trust us one day, amen, to do the great things. Peter and John going by the gates, beautiful, amen, looked upon that man that was crippled and said, silver and gold, have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. Rise up in the name of Jesus Christ and walk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will bless the man that blesses the church. Hallelujah. So we have confidence in a friend. A friend, confidence in a friend who is near and always faithful. 
to the kingdom of God can be accounted for for surety in their hearts. It's something that penetrates, it comes from their heart. It's not for show. It's not for, it's not for anything but the love of God penetrating. And you can just feel that love. Amen, it's God. Another footnote here that I've got down here. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 9 says, Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. So do the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. The words of a faithful friend will bring healing and refreshing to the soul. Ain't nothing like a good friend that understands and knows you to walk up and say the kindest words and bring healing. It's just like mirth. It's like sweet-smelling fragrance just, just penetrating from their, from their lives, touching your life, amen, and assuring you that you, that you are my friend. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It brings a refreshing to your spirit. It, uh, it leaves hope to rise above your troubles. gives us hope to rise above our troubles. Amen. And it reminds you that, that one can put, if one can put a thousand to flight, then Brother Rady, two can put ten thousand to flight. We can, we can push the enemy away. Hallelujah. I was, uh, I was uh, thinking about something about the Lord uh, one day and one morning just before going to a Bible study at a church and, and I asked the Lord, I said, God, how far does grace go? And God just simply just the Holy Ghost, one of them little footnotes spoke in my heart and he says, as far as the blood. As far as the blood. If you can get the blood there, grace will be there. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. Hallelujah. What a, what a powerful thought. Hallelujah. Reminding you that if one can put a thousand to flight, we can surely put 10,000 to flight together. Hallelujah. That's, that's a strength within itself. So Christ is our friend. Another footnote. See those little things that God can come along and put in your mind and your heart. Proverbs 18 and 24. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. How about that? When you can't depend on family members, when you can't depend on people out there on the job to talk to that knows anything about your situation, the time of troubles that's come upon you, there's always a friend, hallelujah, that'll stick closer than a brother. I kind of put a little footnote down here myself and I said be weary of unfaithful people. They don't live near Jesus very long. Neither will they hang around you very long. Hallelujah. Not if you stay faithful to Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
So there's no greater friend. John 15 and 12 says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Wow. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Hallelujah. If you do. Not just know what to do, but if you do what I command you. Like I said, let me reiterate here again that it's not just knowing the truth. It's doing the truth. It's applying this truth. Hallelujah. John 3 and 19 says, and this is the condemnation, that life, truth, has come to the world, and men love darkness rather than light. Again, truth. Because their deeds were evil. Verse 20 says, And for everyone that doeth evil hateth light. Neither cometh to the light, or that truth, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth. See, I wanted us to get that in our minds tonight before we leave this service. That he that doeth truth cometh to the light. Comes to that truth. That his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. They're worked in the Lord. We get before the Lord and we begin to do what God commands us to do and loving one another, loving God, then we find that truth begins to manifest itself. Jesus is that light. The light of Jesus is the Word made flesh. We've learned that. Amen. Jesus is the very thoughts and the expression or the utterance of that thought. The person of God is true. Hallelujah. John 1 and 14, we learn this by this word. And the word was made flesh. And dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father. What? Full of grace and truth. Just that simple little footnote that'll help you to endure to the end. Grace and truth. Hallelujah. So here's another footnote here found in Proverbs 23 and 23. Buy the truth and sell it not. Wow. Also wisdom and instructions and understanding. See, when you get the truth, you get a whole lot more to go along with it. You get wisdom, you get knowledge, you get understanding, you get all them things because they are truth. Hallelujah. Those things will help us to endure. Those things will help us to continue and what it is God has put in our lives to accomplish, to achieve in the church. Never ever think that your job is not important. It's very important. Hallelujah. If it's to clean up the church, if it's to pick up the things in the yard, if it's make sure the light bulbs are all changed, if it's make sure the air conditioned filters are all 
are all fresh and the church is cool and right. Does this make sense to all of us here tonight? I'm, I'm trying to do something here tonight that I generally don't ever do, but, but I, I just felt compelled of the Lord that if we are to endure to the end, these things must be uh, important to us in our lives to make fulfillment of them all, that we accomplish these things. Because not only, I noticed that the church here of late has been just, people just been coming all Filling up these pews, filling up these pews. Amen. Because you have been doing your job. You have been clinging to truth. Uh, people that are sinners realize they know where truth is. Because what? It brings forth light in our life. It brings forth understanding. It, that, that light brings forth knowledge. It puts wisdom in us that we've never or ever heard before and it begins to enlighten inside of our soul inside of our spirit amen and so we just keep growing and we just keep growing little by little line upon line precept upon precept a little little there a little amen until all this thing comes together if it's a song to be sang amen if it's a Sunday school teacher's job to teach a three year old amen it is the Lord's will that we cling together that we pull together amen that we all stay in the ship that we get this job done we're talking about the coming of the Lord it's right around the corner amen we are living in troubling times we've got to pull together Hallelujah. Buy the truth and sell it not. Wow. The thing that sticks to my mind the most there, Brother and Hernan, is the sell it not. Wow. Jesus paid the price for the church, He purchased us with His own blood. We didn't do anything. We didn't pay any price to get this great salvation. The cost cannot be measured. We cannot measure what it costs to purchase you and I to do what we do. So, Looking back on what I've said tonight, I'll be closing in just a few minutes. But looking back on what I've said tonight, I want you to understand one thing. If your job is to make sure the songbooks, I don't see songbooks around here, we got it up on the board. But if you was in a church that had songbooks, <laughs> you're to make sure they're taken care of. That man working that thing back there in the back of us here, he has to make sure it's done. God purchased, he paid the price for you to do that. So never think that your job is ever insignificant, that it's meaningless. Hallelujah. Or if you're an elder sitting on a pew, that you've come to the time in your life that just being faithful, you have a ministry of strength, of faithfulness. 
to that younger person sitting next to you that admires you every time you walk into that door. That person, that elder, knows that Jesus paid a great price to keep you 50 years serving God. 60 years serving God. 40 years serving God. You have become a memorial that people depend on. Really. I have not been here this very long, but I've known most a lot of you for a lot of years. Probably 50 years or more. But when I look around and I see some that I know are usually here, but because of their age and time is passing them by, they have not the strength they used to have. They become a memorial in my mind. Just a footnote. Hang on. Hang on just a little longer because somebody is watching you now. Hallelujah. The cost of selling the truth is more costly than you can ever imagine. Talk about that just for a few minutes before I close. First Thessalonians says this about selling the truth. First Thessalonians chapter 10, verse 2 and chapter now, I'll get it right here in a minute. Chapter 2 and verse 10. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth. So you know what I've said here tonight? I'm going to read on just a little bit more. That no matter who you are, no matter what your job has been in the church, the one thing that has kept you where you are is true. Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be what? Saved. Verse 11 says, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. It doesn't matter what you did. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Giving up the truth for unrighteousness doesn't sound like a very fair trade-off to me. Hallelujah. Uh, David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper. I'd just soon be a doorkeeper just to be in the house of God. Wasn't a very pleasant job the doorkeeper had. The doorkeeper was there to keep the spotted, the blemished, the crippled, the blind. Because the law wouldn't allow it in the church. But David said, just make me a doorkeeper. I'll keep the truth. 
no matter what it takes. If I can't be a king, let me, let me be a doorkeeper. If I can't be a warrior, let me be a doorkeeper. Let me hold the door to greet people to come in because now we're in grace. The blind, the halt, the wounded, the naked, all of them are welcome in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. There is a reward if you'll stand with me just now. This may not have been tonight what you were expecting. But I hope you think about it through the week and leave this place to remember how valuable your job is or your dedication. We shouldn't call it jobs at all. I'm retired and I work harder now than I ever did. I told my wife one day, boy, retirement's hard work. Hallelujah. But there is a reward for keeping the truth, church. Hallelujah. Let me pick up the gum off the carpet. If that's what I gotta do. Let me straighten the che- the chairs on the platform. That's what I gotta do. But it's just loving God's what I gotta do. Keep the truth. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 says this. But we are bound to give thanks always. Listen to that. We're bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren. Wow. When you pray, do you thank God for your brethren? I do. I do. And if I know there's something wrong, I know my prayers can touch God. I know in my heart that I can make a difference for somebody else. I know that I can pull them out with their garments of spots and blemish and I can drag them out of the fire. I can make a difference praying in the Holy Ghost. Listen to this. And always to God for you, brethren, the love of the Lord. Wow. He didn't say all you special noble people, but all you, brethren, the love of the Lord. Because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification and I love this part the best of the spirit sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth I find safety in those words because God gave me of His Spirit, began to sanctify this old body, began to sanctify this old mind and this soul and my spirit with His Spirit if I just believe the truth. Church, I know that's just a footnote that we've heard from heaven tonight. Just a footnote. But I hope to this week that'll make all the difference in your thinking that when you come back to the house of the Lord this Sunday I'm a blessed man 
because I'm faithful to God. God bless you tonight. Brother Ray. Hallelujah. You'd like, you'd like to come around here for just a time and a season of prayer. Thank God that you've been called out of darkness into this marvelous night. That you can show forth the praises of Him. You have saved us. God bless This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.